Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Yankees had another 20-run explosion over the weekend, but a serious injury to one of their key bats could play a significant role down the stretch. Welcome to MLB.com Extras New York Yankees. Matt Waymeyer joined by Yankees reporter Brian Hoke. Brian, thanks for the time. As always this week, and the sight of Mark Teixeira on crutches is not one that the Yankees or their fans want to see. Uh, Give us the latest health update on the veteran first baseman. Yeah, this is just a lingering bone bruise that I think is more serious than anyone had really anticipated. Uh, You know, you knew Teixeira was in a lot of pain. He said he wasn't able to run the bases without feeling it. But uh, to to have him on crutches, I, I think that's more intense than anybody really expected it and uh so he's trying to get off that completely they're saying it hasn't healed one bit uh he went back for another round of mri cd scan x-rays all that they say there's no fracture so i mean that that i guess is the good news but the bad news is the yankees gonna have to figure out how to get through the next two weeks at least without marcus sharon a lineup and uh you know this is their their home run leader this guy's got 31 homers you don't want to take him out a lot especially when these games mean so much yeah, such a resurgent season for him. Uh, now in his mid-30s, people thinking that uh, he was on a permanent decline, and then boom, 30-plus uh, homers this year. He has been uh, a significant part of the Yankees' success this season. Now in light of the injury, Brian, uh, Greg Bird has gotten the majority of the playing time at first base since uh, Tex went down. Should we expect this to continue, or will Joe Girardi maybe explore some other options because Bird is still he's still just 22, still getting his feet wet? What do you think the Yankees do here? Yeah, I think you're seeing some growing pains with Bird. I mean, it's easy to forget. He's a mature kid, and, uh, you know, he, he put professional at-bats together. But he, he started the year down in A Trenton, and he is just 22. Um, so I, I think they're going to stick with him for now. Uh, they, they tried working Alex Rodriguez out at first base. They didn't like what they saw there. Uh, A-Rod didn't look comfortable. So I, it seems like they're thinking of him more as a full-time DH down the stretch. It's just been too long. He hasn't played the field since May. Uh, he looked awkward and uncomfortable over there. So uh, they have Dustin Ackley. They have Brendan Ryan. There are some guys that they could stick over there. Chase Headley could come across the infield and play first base. But uh, as of right now, it seems like Joe Jordan is going to stick with Greg Bird, and he's going to get a chance against big league pitching to, to prove uh, he can figure it out. Now, I know that uh, you know at the beginning of the season, A-Rod, it was designated that A-Rod was going to be the DH uh, you know, for the season and really not see some time in the field. But in talking to Alex, uh, 
himself. Uh, is is he wanting to get back in the field, or is he so comfortable and so entrenched in the DH role now that he really wants no part of any infield play? He seems very lukewarm about the idea of getting out there. I mean, he's all season long, his mantra has been, I'll do whatever Joe needs, I'll do whatever the team needs, I'm just here to help and win games, but uh, he was very lukewarm about the idea. He said he thought he was terrible over there at first base early in the year. Uh, it's just an uncomfortable thing for him. I, I think there's a lot more that goes into the position than, than people want to think. Uh, you know, a lot of people think you just run to the base and take the throw. I mean, that is part of it, but there's so much more. There's, there's positioning, there's knowing where to be, there's uh, cutoff throws. I, I think uh, for him, A-Rod has found a good spot where he is in a routine as a DH, and I think that's where he's comfortable right now, and I think that's where the Yankees are going to try to keep him. And, of course, uh, the Yankees and Red Sox wrapping up a three-game series as we're speaking on a Wednesday afternoon. It's been a strange first two games between uh, the two rivals. Uh, on Monday, the Yankees left 14 runners on base, left the bases loaded three times, I believe, and they win. I'm sorry, they lose that game, and then they strike out 13 times against Rick Porcello Tuesday, and naturally they win that game. Even though the Sox are in last place, it seems like this series has a little bit more of an edge than previous series this year, and even in 2014. Do you agree? Well, I think they're always fun. The atmosphere is always fun. Um, you know, they've got sellout crowds here at Fenway. I, I think part of that probably is people bought these tickets a long time ago before they knew what the Red Sox season was going to look like. But, uh, you know, they're enthusiastic. They, they like seeing these teams go head-to-head. It's a good atmosphere for a game. And, uh, yeah, it does seem like the Red Sox are playing for a little pride. Uh, you know, they don't want to come in and lose three, uh, have the Yankees come in and three. So, uh, yeah, I said with Porcello, he, he was as good as uh, a lot of the guys in the Yankee clubhouse have ever seen him. Uh, they, they were saying that, that kind of stuff, he just has never thrown that, and that's career-high 13 strikeouts for him. And uh, But the Yankees were able to steal one, and they, they eked it out. And, you know, watching that game, it was kind of like you're, you're looking at the scoreboard and saying, this doesn't match up. I, I feel like the Yankees are losing this game, but they actually won it. So, uh, yeah, so I it's uh, it's a big rubber game, and uh, you see where it goes from here. But uh, yeah, it's been an it's been an entertaining series for sure. And uh, you know, poor Michael Pineda, all the talk about Rick Porcello and his resurgence and the career high, 13 Ks and so forth. Pineda himself, uh, not too shabby on Tuesday night. Is you know we've seen the good from him, we've seen the bad on Tuesday. We saw the very good from him. Uh, as is he's got to be the most Jekyll and Hyde pitcher on this staff, isn't he? Yeah, I think you could definitely say that. His last three starts had not looked very good. He, had, he came off the disabled list, and it seemed like he was still kind of trying to get back into, into, into form and, and roll everything together. But uh, that, that start against Boston was more what the Yankees expect out of Michael Pineda. And, and that's what they're going to have to see, that kind of guy. He didn't walk anybody. He struck out seven. Uh, that was a really sharp outing for him. He was getting ahead of guys. He was attacking inside. I, I think that that's a big step for Michael Pineda. And, and they know what he can be when he's really on, and that, that looks more like it. So if, if they're going to compete for the division and, and or lock up a wild card spot one way or the other, this team's probably going to the postseason. They're, Michael Pineda is going to be a big part of it, and I think uh, that was very encouraging to see what he did last night. MLB.com Yankees reporter Brian Hoke joining us here. And, uh, Brian, some interesting developments on the waiver wire. Uh, a couple of days ago, the Yankees put in a waiver claim on their former closer, uh, David Robertson, who is, of course, now in his first season with the White Sox of Chicago, as expected, quickly pulled him off after that claim. But in your mind, was there legitimate interest on the Yankees' behalf, or was this simply a chess move to keep him out of Toronto? 
I think it's more of a chess move, but I don't think the Yankees would be too opposed to the idea of Robertson coming back. I mean, they, they threw him a lot of verbal bouquets after uh, that negotiation, and even though the Yankees decided that they weren't going to bring him back, and that was really a decision they made because they thought they could get Andrew Miller, which they did, and then they could also pick up a draft pick. Uh, they, they thought that was more valuable than paying the money to Robertson. And, and, look, it's hard to argue with what Miller has done. He's been excellent in the closer role. He, he blew one game, but other than that, he's been perfect. Um, I, I think that everybody in that Yankee clubhouse really liked Dave Robertson. Nobody would be too upset if he walked in the door, but uh, the White Sox pulled him back. It didn't seem like anything there was any traction there. So uh, something to talk about for sure, but I think more of a chess and taper move for Brian Cashman to, to keep him out of Toronto. And, uh, Brian, as we begin to uh, wrap up here, what is the latest on CC Sabathia? Yeah, CC's going to throw a simulated game on Friday when the Yankees get back to the Yankee Stadium. He's throwing the bullpen today. All systems go as of right now. Um, they actually do think he's going to be back and he's going to come and rejoin the rotation. That's what Brian Cashner said is the plan. Uh, I know that Sabathia a few weeks ago said that if they want him to throw out of the bullpen, he's never done it before, but he's willing to do it. Uh, it doesn't sound like that's the way they're going to go. And, and you know, Joe already talked about wanting to put a sixth starter in there anyway. If you have CC Sabathia coming in to, to give a break to the guys like Tanaka and the, uh, the Michael Pinedas of the world, that's not the worst thing in the world. And I think that uh, the Yankees think that CC can come back and still play a role down the stretch, and they're going to give him that chance if he's healthy. And, uh, Brian, finally, we saw uh, last Friday night the return of uh, Brian Mitchell. Of course, he was the victim of that terrifying incident uh, in the Bronx against the Twins, that line drive of over 100 miles an hour, striking him right in the face, something that uh, some mere mortals cannot fathom uh, when these guys get struck. It's just, I mean, it looks bad on TV, but to experience that in real life, I, I can't even fathom. But to see him back and, and pitching well and showing no ill effects uh, from the line drive, striking him in the face has got to be very encouraging, uh, not just from a, ba- a baseball level, but from a personal level, too. Yeah, for sure. He, he got very lucky, uh, and he knows it. He knows uh, the, the fact that you can come away from that and just have what they call a small nasal fracture, that, that's big. But I, I think you're always curious to see when a guy comes back after that. Is he going to be hesitant? Is he going to be tentative? Uh, you know, is he going to flinch every time a ball is hit back his way? And you didn't see that from Mitchell. So, uh, you know, forget the, the wins and losses, the box score, all that. Who cares? I, I think the fact that he can come back and, and be the same confident pitcher, that's huge. And, uh so he got lucky. He, he he didn't seem to have any ill effects from that, and now he can go back to, to business. Uh, he said he only feels it a little bit if he pushes on the bridge of his nose, and uh, there's a slight little black eye still under his eye. So all things considered, that, that's a win for Brian Mitchell. No question. One tough hombre is uh, Brian Mitchell. Great to see him back in action, and great to see uh, no ill effects uh from what was really a scary incident in the Bronx just a couple of weeks ago. Great stuff, as always, from Yankees reporter Brian Hoke. We'll do it again next week. Brian, thanks a lot. All right, you got it, Matt. Thanks so much. Matt Waymar signing off for MLB.com Extras, New York Yankees. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.